Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and my pillow, but millions of you out there. Before all this started, I had already written in my memoir. I dedicate this book to anyone that's looking for hope. Well, right now we're all looking for hope. I believe that my story is gonna bring inspiration and hope to everyone. By the time you're done reading my book, you will believe that with God, all things are possible. To thank you all for your support, I'm offering some of my best prices ever on my pillow products, including this exclusive bundle. You get my book and these five my pillows. They all have beautiful scenes and verses from the Bible, such as Isaiah 41:10. Do not fear, for I am with you. This six-pack bundle is regularly $219. Now it's just $99.98 and free shipping with your promo code. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code RENEGADE or call 800-889-6817 to receive this exclusive offer. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and you're invited. If you want to join us here, you can do that. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian, Matt, and Joa. Lots to talk about in the news tonight, including some very bad Supreme Court decisions, which is usually what you get out of the Supreme Court. You know, usually you get... Nine or twenty bad decisions for every one that's kind of okay. Uh, so we can talk about that. Plus, uh, we're going to start in a different sort of court, and that is uh, federal court, the lower level, which is where Kyle Rittenhouse is being tried out in uh, where's where's the trial actually being held? Kenosha, Kenosha, Wisconsin. And uh, Matt, you've been following that case pretty closely. Mm-hmm. You told us a little bit about what had happened last week, and last week was the first. A uh, few days right of the the trial, and yeah. now we're it's a week later, and it's still going on. I believe prosecution has rested its case, mm-hmm. uh, and the defense actually called Kyle Rittenhouse to the stand. What was it yesterday? Yep. Uh, this is a pretty unusual tactic for a defense to take. In a lot of cases, they don't want uh, the defendant to get on the stand. Any uh, thoughts on why they wanted to put him up there? I'm not really sure what their strategy was there, but I can tell you the kid went into a full blown. I mean, he was doing really good holding it all together. And then he started talking about when he was actually getting chased in the turn of events that ended up with him shooting people. Mm-hmm. And right when he started talking about how he was getting cornered and chasing, he's trying to find a place to go. There's nowhere to go. He just literally fell apart and started choking. He, no. he, it, 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 he went into a full blown, like uh PTSD induced anxiety attack. And, and like when I, I watched it happen live and I was just like, of course, the, the mainstream news is saying he acted it. Look, there's no way that was an act. There was no way he acted that out. Gee, turns out actually taking other human lives is traumatic. Whether, to whether a they person. deserved it or not is horribly traumatic. Completely. And he's a 17 year old kid, 18 year old kid when it happens. And Which is about as old as people going into the military, killing uh, innocent people. Gee, in the Middle and, East. and they're all coming back screwed up, too. Right. So what do you know? Maybe it's not good to kill people and you try to avoid as much as possible Unfortunately, in Kyle Rittenhouse's case, he's getting chased down the street by a bunch of 
psychos and mm-hmm. doing his best to not appear to be opposing them um and not yeah, wasn't them. one of them like a uh, actual child rapist yeah, yeah the, the one, one had, the one had five counts of child molestation another one was like a domestic abuser yep yeah you know, I, they, I would say like you know thank you for your service for getting rid of at least one of them they got the trash mm-hmm. yeah, yeah basically and uh I, I, the the kid's mother just lost it in the audience she was, just could not hold it together it was such a bad time and that could have actually been maybe the defense knew that that was going to happen so they wanted to put him up to actually let it happen and uh, to show that he's actually a certain, human being not absolutely sort of and it, there was no killer. way that it was lost on the jury mm-hmm. so the jury looking onto that and the mother and everybody reaching over to calm down the mother and mm-hmm. clearly lots of support in the courtroom and you know that type of tactic i don't think the defense really needed those types of tactics because the prosecution is basically intentionally losing. The, not, not intentionally. They just don't they really have. No have case. They don't have a case, Didn't and they're it, they're struggling so hard to create something against them that it's making them look extreme and bad in yeah, the courtroom. Yeah. And, well, that's not a surprise. Yeah, and on top of that, even the judge very early on, the judge started getting fed up. And as time has worn on, I mean the the uh, the the defense has asked as of yesterday has asked that a a uh, a mistrial with prejudice mm-hmm. be put on the radar as a possible solution to the hijinks being put forward by the prosecution and that, and that was cuz they brought up like facts that weren't or evidence that wasn't uh, attained by the judge is that what it was? uh they 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 started interjecting evidence that was not first run past the judge in mm-hmm. fact a a uh, they pretended not to know better but the judge had already pre- basically dismissed that evidence from being put forward in the beginning and said no this isn't this isn't uh this isn't viable evidence for this case this I think means they call it attainable is what they use but yeah and so then that what that resulted in was the judge losing his mind basically threw the jury out and said how dare you mm-hmm. and even the uh, the defense attorney basically said judge this is a well-seasoned attorney that's prosecuting this case he knows better this is baloney i can't believe this is being allowed we really i don't know if he's trying to throw this case in the mistrial on purpose so he can get it retried in a different way Hmm. or what but i i think you should uh, i just advise the court uh to put this to put a mistrial with prejudice on the radar just in case Mm -hmm. and the judge is like i will take that under advisement and you know just kind of like Mm -hmm. wow and uh today Today and you've been watching this thing, right? Like, yeah, this is being I had a lot streamed. of driving to do in the last two days, so I've been watching it in my car a lot as I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the in the last the last today was just kind of more the same, but the the prosecutors kind of minding their p's and q's. But it's clear that they're also losing really, really mm-hmm. bad. It's not even a fair fight. This never should. I think the judge is angry that it ever came into his courtroom in the first place. That an arrest in this case should not even have probably been made. I think this is cool. This is kind of connected with the other stories is that anything that we're filming or anything that has been caught on film should be reviewed by police officers before they make an arrest. This is on them now. It's like, I think they should be losing. uh, I think qualified immunity shouldn't exist at all. But the way that they act and they respond to these things, they could just be like, oh, I'm just going to take a look at this live footage real quick. Oh, yeah, he's self-defending. It would have been pretty obvious, and like they never should have made a arrest. Clear, like clearly, what's going on, what was happening in that in that instant was absolutely obvious and clear. And uh, well, you when know, you're saying that, I mean, it, it was clear to the people that watched the video 
but the politicians who and police are political right like correct they, they are political animals the chief is usually politically appointed or elected and the underlings do whatever the chief says right, right. so They're in this robots. case wasn't rittenhouse basically a sacrificial lamb in that whoa we got to stop you know more riots from happening look we arrested him basically you know, yeah look at we we're, we're we're staving off the inevitable mm-hmm. and that's what they're still trying to do with this court case yeah. isn't that why they're putting it on public view because it's the only reason and because I, I you know you don't see public federal trials like i live can't even, on tv i can't like, even yeah. get a audio recording device into a federal courthouse right and this has several um different it's I mean, different angles co- yeah, right you know court tvs in there yeah mm-hmm. um so um that said I think there may be some, not to be the big conspiracy theorist, but I think they're trying to make Wisconsin burn down completely again because Mm -hmm. unrest is good for power junkies. When the people at the top have unrest, they have more control and they have every soccer mom in the the world get, oh my God, they threw a rock at my house. Turn us into a police state and take away my rights immediately, please. So, and that, you know, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. Never Mm -hmm. let a good crisis go to waste, said Rahm Emanuel. Yeah. So and he was a city of Chicago mayor. Yeah, he was also one of Obama's soldiers. He was a secretary of state. Secretary of state. Yeah. Now, wasn't there a particular witness on the prosecution side that was one of the folks? I guess that was shot at by Rittenhouse, but maybe didn't didn't die. Yeah, he had his Uh, arm shot half off. Didn't this guy testify? That he was actually raising a gun at Rittenhouse yeah. <laughs> before Rittenhouse like, did anything about yes. it, and like approaching him. Yeah, yeah. So the the guy the guy uh, basically um, he admitted to being the aggressor. Yes, and he said he said he he had his hands up, but then he pointed his gun down at Rittenhouse, and Rittenhouse shot him. And the and the prosecution was just like face palm. Yeah. Like oh, oh my god, my the memes god. out of that one. Was yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe they did that to our case. <laughs> Why do we put this idiot on the stand? And the guy. He's, the guy's a total idiot. Yeah. He's a typical antifa. I mean, he's not. He's not a rock science. Rock wow. And I don't want to come off like I'm. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse is an idiot, 17, 18 year old kid. Mm-hmm. He's pie in the sky. Thinks he's doing the right thing. He worships the cops. You know, mm-hmm. he's in still? the. I don't Do know. I don't know about. The cops? I'm. I'm kind of. People. That, that's a hard. Hard habit. To break I know he people. did. Yeah, I so, know he did. Um, now, uh, you know, after his homies it, with the badges hung him out to dry. I don't know. You know, they clearly did not make. It. And uh, also, those those cops can also just kick the kick the can up the up the chain and say, "Well, we were ordered to make this. We didn't want to arrest Kyle. But we were forced to because it came down from the top. No just blood. doing our job. Just doing our job. Just doing everything we're told. We're robots with no souls, no personalities." <laughs> Go we got more wife. coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. You want to weigh in on the Rittenhouse trial or whatever else happens to be on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Join us. It's Free Talk Live, and phones are open here. If you want to join us, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com, and that is where you can go to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. And now's a good time to do it. Bitcoin just hit another all-time high, I think, yesterday or the day before that. Like 68,000. Did it really? Almost 69. I think it was like 68.9, basically. Very, Mm. very close. 
getting closer to uh, 69, then 70, and then, you know, we're on our way to 100,000, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are still so. the early days. These yeah. are still the early days. Yeah, so. I think they are. Uh, if you want to learn, but we can't predict the prude, you know, the future. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but if you look at the past, things are looking pretty good, mm. looking pretty bright for uh, for cryptocurrency. So go learn the basics. Hit Get Started at the top of the page over at Bitcoin.com, and uh, you can watch the first introductory video there. It'll take all of, about three minutes of your time. There are more videos, should you wish to dig in deeper. You can do that there at Bitcoin.com. Plus, they've got the latest news headlines on their news site, updated every single day over at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. It's Ian, Matt, and Joa here in the studio tonight. We're talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial that is still going on. Apparently, defense is still calling witnesses. Um, you know, are any other highlights from maybe the uh, the defense case so far besides them calling Kyle Rittenhouse to the stand and him uh, breaking down under the you know difficulties yeah. of recalling so killing people? The prosecution has brought forward like their their professional forensic photograph and video analyst type people Mm -hmm. and uh apparently it's common practice for them in order to blow up a picture like to make it bigger some more visible or a piece of video is they'll blow it up and then they'll fill in some stuff with colors and try to accentuate shadows and things very honest well it doesn't to me either and apparently it's very common practice uh it seems like there's a lot of artistic uh, license that could mm. go on into that, if you know what I mean, if they yeah. really wanted to. Um, the defense was kind of jumping on that, too. Problem to to me, to, as far as I can see, it looks like that's common practice. So they're going to have a hard time fighting anything on that grounds because mm. it seems like that's another day at the office for these picture manipulators. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they're basically cops who are you know professional picture manipulators. And that's what they do in evidence cases is they'll take a, a photograph program put the photo or, photo or video into it, blow it up, and then try to smooth it out. So mm. um, one of the photos they're trying to say is Kyle Rittenhouse pointing his AR-15 at some people earlier on in the night, but it's so blurry that you can hardly tell that it's it's vaguely green on the top-ish with some vaguely skin-tone-ish colors and a vaguely white possible cap with a vaguely dark shadow that could be a gun pointing it so wow and and it's like you know they're really reaching yeah they really 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 are reaching and and the judge uh, the judge to his credit he's been fair and impartial and he has not taken any crap that may have gone past a lot of other judges and um he seems to be not really a good old boy he seems to be like a believer in law and order and justice and the you know the court system and stuff. This isn't doesn't appear to be like a Ross Ulbricht judge situation. Hmm. Um, like that was a clearly corrupt owned judge. Uh, this doesn't appear to be that. Um, a problem with this guy is he definitely uh, Jesus definitely owes him twenty dollars from way back when and needs to make. So this guy's really old. And uh, and uh, unfortunately, they had to ex- try to explain what pixels were. To oh him. my god! And he he said, "Well, I don't. You're right. I don't necessarily understand the pickles." And, and like, <laughs> so don't, don't explain to him NFT images. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he oh, may man. have a little bit of that going. But he to his to his credit, he got down off the stand, off the judge's you uh-huh. know perch, and came down and looked at some 4K, a giant 4K big screen television, and and mm. uh, you know 
tried to take a closer look and understand what they were talking about. Oh, so they're coloring these parts in? And mm-hmm. yeah, so they're trying to decide whether this stuff should be admitted into evidence now. And so the prosecution's still trying to put stuff into evidence. Like, guys, there was a time for the that. The case is over. Yeah, it, you know, what, what are you doing? But there, there's a lot of charges against the kid. You know, that's what the, mm-hmm. that's what the system does. They don't charge you with, you know, a homicide or two or three. They try, no, they just in case they up. lose it, they load it down. They try to find every single charge for not tying the shoes. Code or you name the yeah. regulation that you may have crossed, and they're putting that on the list. And one, of the, one way or the other, they're going to try to hang you. You know, one thing they didn't get him for? Hmm. Jaywalking. They didn't get him for J one. Oh, true. But yeah. they they did bring in things like that. He he did admit to driving without a license because he had to go to work. Hmm. And they made him say, "Oh, so you you were just driving without a driver's license? You think you could just do that?" Well, then he may face uh, state charges. Yeah, it was, should have been like, like uh, "No, I was traveling." Yeah, right. And then, well, the kid the kid's like, "Well, I had to go to work." I had to go to work, yeah. you know. So, uh, and you know, when they're saying you have an AR-15 rifle, and they're trying to, you know, they were talking about, um, you know, the difference between hollow points, which he wasn't shooting hollow points, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the damage of hollow points and how damaging they are. Which objection I don't know, relevance total? But th- the problem is n- nobody in that courtroom understands what hollow points do and mm-hmm, the, right. there's there's between pistol hollow points and rifle hollow points and the the purpose of both is different the purpose of a rifle hollow point is to make the, the bullet more accurate and stable in flight uh due to aerodynamic properties caused by the hollowness of the point whereas a hollow point pistol round is meant to mushroom and dump all of its mass and energy into wherever it hits instead of continuing on like a full metal jacket might continue mm-hmm. through the target and hurt somebody else would you say it's fair to say that the vaporization of his bicep is because it was a short range <laughs> yeah, well yeah yeah i'm sure that i bet there was still uh i wouldn't doubt if there was some cauterization on that wound com- considering how close close range he was that bullet came out hit him just point blank right so there's probably some fire coming out of that barrel exactly that's what i'm saying yeah. it's the, the blast more so than the bullet possibly uh, causing a lot more yeah. damage yeah i wouldn't doubt that's actually a good point i mean think about it but yeah i could see the bullet making a hole and then the the pressure from the actual barrel coming through after yeah. it and blowing uh mm. actually blowing some air in there too makes sense but that was a nasty wound i mean that kid's arm fell in half at the at, like above the wrist um is that the one that's still alive or did he die he's still alive he testified okay. yeah yeah okay. he's a f- clown and uh, he he he's the one that destroyed the the prosecution trotted him up there and then he destroyed, <laughs> yeah. destroyed the prosecution. The prosecutor's case face like, palming after he said it. It was oh. so epic. Yeah, he <laughs> so basically epic. admitted to being the aggressor in the situation, yeah, and absolutely. Kyle Rittenhouse was defending himself yeah. against him. Yeah. Yep. Like no no so, question, no, no doubt about it from what he said. Right. Yeah, you're on the ground, someone's pointing a handgun at you and I have an AR. <laughs> you better believe I'm going to be using yeah, it. And and they try to, you know, put it on Kyle that, you know, why didn't you have a pistol? Why did you have to have an AR15? Why didn't you get a pistol or a shotgun? Objection relevance. Yeah, well, yeah. he said, well, he did answer it. He said, well, they did I wanted a shotgun, but they actually didn't have any shotguns and they did have an AR15 and my friend has one. I know that it works good and that's what they had and I'm not old enough to own a pistol yet. So mm. I was I was only able to get the AR-15. So he was very knowledgeable about his rights before going into yeah, the basically, situation. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, I think he, he may have gotten a few uh, interstate laws. You know, it's hard to keep everything. They live right on a border. Is he facing local charges? Is there I'm a not separate sure. case against I, him? I, I don't know. I don't know. There could be some political problems with that, too, mm. because the area he lives in is definitely very pro-gun. 
So uh, All right, we got more coming up here. If you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160. Whether you want to weigh in on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial as it continues to develop. Any idea how long this is going to go? Another no idea. They're, they're going back in on Monday. We know that much. All right, there's more coming up. And the number, if you want to join us again, 603-283-6160. Plus, we got some bad Supreme Court rulings to talk about on the way. Project Veritas' founder, he got raided over the weekend, by the way. It's Free Talk Live. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bain Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. Some bad news from the Supreme Court. Uh, Joey, you had a story. I had one that was completely different. Both of them, bad news. Uh, we'll get into that coming up here. Uh, Ian, Matt, and Joey in the studio. But you need to know about the BitBox. If you're into cryptocurrency, you know by now, or at least you should know, that keeping your crypto on a centralized exchange is the worst thing you can oh, yeah. possibly do. The second worst thing you can do is if you're starting to gather like a lot of cryptocurrency... You know, a significant amount, whatever you consider that to be. You don't want to keep it all on your phone. So you might want to consider looking into hardware wallets, specifically the BitBox. And why are we talking about the BitBox? It's because they're doing something different than some of the other hardware wallets out there. The BitBox is completely open source. And what you can do is you can go to uh, box.freetalklive.com. You can order your own BitBox there. Use code FTL to save 5%. Uh, we're also going to be giving one away. So here's how you can enter our BitBox giveaway. Uh, all you got to do is subscribe to our Odyssey channel over at video.freetalklive.com and then toot out a screenshot of your subscription to Aria on our social media server, which you can find at social.freetalklive.com. So there's a couple hoops you got to jump through there, but you could win a, uh, a BitBox. So if you want to, check it out over at box.freetalklive.com. That is the BitBox at box.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Michael, or sorry, Noel. Noel, you're on the line in Manchester, New Hampshire. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. How's everything going? Good. Good. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? So I've been trying to, ever since I moved to Manchester um, from the Freetail Project, I've been trying you're kind of a little bit muffled there. You sounded good at the very beginning of the call, and then something changed with your, your phone. Can you hear me now? Yeah, much better now. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Um, so ever since I moved uh, here from New York uh, via the Free State Project, I've been trying to get into um, more, you know, Bitcoin and all of those alternative um, monetizations. And I've been trying to use different exchanges like, uh, what is it, Coinbase. And I, I ran into, what is it, uh, Robinhood, which is a disaster. Mm. And now I'm working with uh, Trust uh, Trust Wallet. And I'm having issues with ex- moving the money from one exchange wallet to another exchange wallet. And I was told by a friend of mine, Josh, that maybe you guys would know better how to 
manage or maneuver that. Well, I mean, we we can't give you like step by step tech support or anything like that here. I mean, obviously, we're just doing a talk radio show. But when you say you're having issues moving from one exchange to another, what like specifically? What do you mean the issue is the exchange is just refusing to allow you to withdraw? Yeah, well, that's one. And then the the information like there's not a whole lot of um, education when it comes to this. Like it's either you know or you don't know and people like myself who are time. you know technical, um, it's it's kind of like walking through a landmine and, and, and when you try to go to their, you know, informational website it's just it's it's kind of designed so that, you know, it's easy to put in the money but getting it out <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah. So you'll hear uh a you're in luck because you are a New Hampshire friend. Um, there is a number of people, like any number of people who will help you figure that out in New Hampshire. Uh, there are regular Bitcoin crypto meetups. I believe uh, Manchester has the longest running meetup, like one of the longest running on the planet. Yeah. Like hundreds it, of go, go attend that and tell people what your problem is. Somebody there's going to help you figure it out. Yeah. Bring a laptop yep. and, you know, have your login information and just literally pull up your account and, and somebody will be more than happy to look over your shoulder and say, oh, yeah, I've seen what this is. I, I know how this to deal with this. But just as a general statement, I think what you've observed is correct, uh, Noel, is that a lot of these centralized servers or these centralized exchange houses like Coinbase, they don't want you to withdraw no. the crypto. They want to put hoops in front of you. They, oh, oh, you need to do more. Know your customer before we can let you have yeah. this Bitcoin. Yeah. You need to yeah. show your ID again. You need to show us this. You need to show us that. Where did you get the money? Where did you? Th- they've got all kinds of questions. People have got to get away from those exchanges. Yeah. yeah. Got I'm to get away from them. To, man. I, I, I even got like the Coinbase um, the, the, the card and I was looking at it like, oh, you can only use $100 a week. <laughs> card, or if wow. you want, I'm like, who the hell does that? That's chump change. Uh, I mean, what, like, what are you going to buy for $100? Yeah, exactly. Or like, let's say you, you, you hit the golden ticket and you make a whole bunch of money. Well, you could only transfer 25000 per day or, or per week out mm-hmm. of the exchange. I'm like, this sounds really weird. Like, yeah, we'll take your money. And if you lose it, it's on you. But God forbid you make anything. No, we're going to hold on to it. Yeah, you're, what you're running into, unfortunately, is the United States regulatory system. So you get the federal government is coming down like a ton of bricks they on these exchanges, afraid. Uh, and they, you know, they they don't want to go to prison, right? They don't want to have an armed group of men uh, smashing in their windows Thug at six in the morning, wife beaters. like happened here at the uh, the Crypto Six raids earlier this year. They actually did that to us. The federal government, it you know, destroyed. Our studio here, which is also my home, and the, the homes of other uh, co-hosts here on Free Talk Live, all over alleged Bitcoin stuff. You know, they say, "Oh, well, we didn't yeah. ask for their permission," so now they get to point guns actually, at us. I actually heard about that. I was actually going to go over to have this similar conversation with a couple of you guys, and then a friend of mine said, "Oh, yeah, they got raided because of Bitcoin." I'm like, "What?" That's yeah. all, uh, so that's why intense. these companies they put in all this stuff. They they go overboard too. Like they they go beyond what they're required to do. By yeah, in the, in the name government. of not getting stomped on by the boot, they want to lick it extra Correct. hard. Correct. I um, call it yeah. deep throat in the boot. Yeah, they're deep throating that boot <laughs> exactly. They want to show off their lack of gag reflex to that boot. And anyway. Coinbase is one of the worst of the worst of of all of them. They are just like that. They go to D.C. They try to schmooze it up with uh, politicians and regulators, and they 
want to get cozy with them because they actually want to write the regulations. Coinbase is like yep. the big bank of Bitcoin yeah, out there, the Fed. and they want to be in control of whatever regulations come because they can afford to jump through the hoops. But they know that a, like a, a newbie coming in, like just wanting to open up a new exchange or something like that, won't have as many attorneys. They won't have the billions of dollars uh, on hand, and basically, Coinbase wants to keep those people out of the marketplace. So, yeah, they make it difficult to withdraw, and unfortunately, the only thing that you can probably do is just jump through whatever their hoops are. You mentioned Robinhood, which is a stock trading app. Do they even allow withdrawals? I remember hearing that they don't even allow people to withdraw at all from. That was a huge issue when um, when the AMC GameStop and then then when they started getting into um, Deutschcoin, that was a big issue. That they weren't allowing anybody to withdraw because they couldn't keep up with the um, with um, I guess it's like they have to go and talk to the transaction people they didn't have enough money to compensate so they stopped everybody from withdrawing because they would have gone bankrupt it's sort of like fiat money in a bank you know like the bank doesn't have all the money they allocated it all out and when it goes to run on a bank there's none there yeah nothing to take out you you made a bunch of customers upset that's exactly what coinbase is doing it's funny because you mentioned the dogecoin coinbase is like pushing hard on the doge Hmm. and i'm like oh god yeah you know Fifty, you know, a hundred years ago, people had to put their 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 cash under the mattress, and I recommend you do the exact same thing with your cryptocurrency. Except the reason the the reasoning is different because now there's no reason to have a bank in the first place anymore. Right. Cryptocurrency, the purpose of cryptocurrency, is so you can have your own bank right on your phone. You don't have to have well, you know those those exchanges. What we call those, those are called custodial wallets. That means somebody else is in custody of your your, right. your crypto, and they'll give it to you only if they feel like it. Basically. Yeah, it's not really yeah. yours if you don't have it in your hand. So, and this this bank run analogy that Joe is making is on the money because you if you go to get get it and they won't give it to you then do you really own it at all but i think your suggestion was the best uh, matt is get connected you're there in manchester there's a great group of crypto people out there uh talk to josh who sent you our direction and say yeah. where's the meetup i want to come to this meetup yeah, go and find the meetups i don't because i don't know where it is offhand if but you want they, to come over to keen and come to our meetups yeah we have them heck here yeah too. uh and they're happening yeah, every yeah, single yeah. week so noel thanks for the call tonight good luck and, and i can definitely appreciate that there is a learning curve you know it is it can be overwhelming it's acquired and, Download yeah. a wallet. Move your stuff onto it as soon as you can. Absolutely. We all make mistakes, too. So, Indeed. So keep your mistakes small when it comes to cryptocurrency in the <laughs> beginning. Uh, more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number here is 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160 in the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian, Matt, and Joa. Uh, we've been talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. We get some really bad Supreme Court decisions on the way to share with you. Plus, a uh, caller just a moment ago calling in about the frustrations of trying to use Bitcoin exchanges like Coinbase as a new user and basically being blocked at every turn from just simply being able to withdraw what he thinks is his cryptocurrency. If you want to comment, you're welcome to join us here. 603-283-6160. We've actually got a... uh, Somebody tipped us 420 on... Looks like... I believe this was uh, Twitch. 
And uh, P Pin King five five four says, "Quote: People need to learn that Kyle's judge is trying to be unbiased as possible. But when the prosecution keeps violating rulings and Kyle's constitutional rights, which they have done twice, this judge is close to using mistrial with prejudice." Uh, which, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Matt, is something that could, you know, it could happen. Whether or not it will is uh, is another question. But, you know, it's nice to actually have a judge attempt to at least appear unbiased. Because a lot of these federal judges... Gotta, I gotta awful. give him the credit, man. The guy is... He seems very unbiased. Mm-hmm. And he, he seems like an old truth and justice attorney like the system works and we have to stand by the rule of law and you know that kind of guy he's um, old enough to where he's not trying to move up anymore right, right like yeah, he's yeah just yeah he doesn't I really look this. at it that way but you're probably right his, his ivory tower is big enough well yeah but a lot of these judges want to move up the chain right yeah. like you know oh they gotta this is a stepping stone to get to the appeals sure, court sure. and then to get to the supreme court right. and then to, you know get elected or something like which that. is probably why he never got out of kenosha mm-hmm. yeah because he's so, not ambitious. He, like yeah, that. he he won't be a he won't he, he won't play ball and do uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, Ross Ulbricht things to people. Yeah, so I don't know. Is there anything else that you wanted to share from your observations on this? No, trial? Uh, you know, tomorrow is another day, and then Monday, uh, tomorrow they're going to do some, I think, administrative type stuff, and then on Monday it's going to kick back into full swing again. He warned the prosecution tonight about going too overboard. Uh, he. He says that uh, he cited some ancient federal judge that he that lived, used to live across the street from that said that the uh, the more a person's butt hurts, the less their brain works. So if you're going to make a juror sit there and listen to you yammer on for two and a half hours, they're probably not going to go along with whatever you're trying to sell them. Hmm. So uh, he did warn the prosecution about that, and he mentioned that he thinks they should keep it to an hour and a half, and the defense chimed in, we're good with that, hour and a half, fine, that's good, we can shut it down. We're talking about closing statements? <clears throat> closing statements, okay. yeah. Okay. Like the argument and just yeah. presenting the case one more time before the uh, everybody goes to deliberate. Right. So if you want to weigh in, welcome to uh, join us here, 603-283-6160. Let's change gears to the Supreme Court. Joe, you had a story you wanted to share tonight. Yeah, this comes from uh, Reason.com. Uh, the Supreme Court declares uh, declines to determine if you have the First Amendment right to film the police. Uh, it's really like, it hits my heart because like, that's what I do. Yeah. And so like, You're when, a First Amendment auditor. That's correct. Uh, your channel is Breaking the Flaw. It's Thank on you. Odyssey. Yep. And it's also on YouTube. Yeah, it's now. on YouTube too. But Odyssey won't be censoring me nice. so uh but yeah so a denver cops received qualified immunity after performing a warrantless search on a man's tablet and trying to delete a video he took of them beating a suspect hmm. you know this hmm. is more often than not and uh, i think they can get away with this stuff um this sounds like they're getting away with it this yep. is my shocked face well see, seeing the scotus is not touching it uh, i think this is really a telltale sign of what they what they think of what, sure. it, what they believe in. Now, my question is, are they not touching it because it's already well established that there's no expectation of privacy in a public place and the cops should expect to be recorded? No. So uh, as you go on with the story yeah. here, whenever a Supreme Court rejects a case, whenever they refuse to hear a case, it upholds the lower court's decision. So mm-hmm. the lower court's decision, as I understand it, is right here in the headline. The cops got qualified immunity after searching this guy's tablet and deleting or attempting to delete a video of them beating the suspect. So the question would have been, should those police have gotten the qualified immunity for what they did? And the Supreme Court is saying, essentially, yes, they should, because they're not taking the case. Well, certainly, they haven't made any statement. No, 
they didn't make an, any statement, but not taking the case essentially makes the statement that they're okay with what the appeals court said. Yeah, I feel like this is something that uh, maybe they just don't want to touch because it's such a high... This is really important. This is probably one of the most important things when it comes to the First Amendment, mm-hmm. and that's filming cops. Sure. Uh, and or you any know, government bureaucrat. Well, sure. Yeah. But specifically cops, because they're the ones that go hands-on. Bureaucrats, no they typically were not even supposed to put hands-on. Uh, so this is really interesting. But uh, this, you know, the Supreme Court has just refused to hear a case at the nexus of the police abuse of the First Amendment. Declined to consider a petition a petition from a man who says his free speech rights were violated when a group of cops searched his tablet without a warrant and attempted to delete a video he took, right? Um, but it goes on with the officers of the Denver Police Department. Um, con- uh, cornered Levi Frazier, I guess he's the subject uh, in this case, and the, when the petition, in the summer of 2014 after they noticed he had recorded an altercation moments prior. Um, the video shows a cop punching a suspect in the face six times while executing an arrest over alleged drug deal. Okay, another victimless crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and the man had a sock in his mouth that the cops thought was contraband, and it captured a different officer throwing a woman to the ground by her ankle. Um, and that's when uh, she uh, when she approached the scene screaming. Upon noticing Frazier, uh, Denver Police Department of, uh, Officer Russell Bothwell shouted, Camera! And the group proceeded to harass him for the footage. Right. <laughs> oh my God! It's like it's like they, they, he probably screamed it way worse than like yeah. gun. No, he said, "Oh my God, camera!" Like you know, same thing happened when we went through. I mean, they didn't attack us, but uh, something similar happened when we rolled through the uh, border patrol checkpoint, the internal checkpoint up in Woodstock, New Hampshire. We'd come down from Fork Fest and or and or the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It was like five or six of us in a car. And all of us had, you know, as many cameras as we could possibly have. So, like, I'm hanging out the window with a camera, and then there's the the dash cam. The driver's got his cell phone camera. And they had been setting up these checkpoints every year Yikes. Uh, in the same spot. So we knew it was there. We knew where it was going to be. And so we went down there, and sure enough, like, some agent yells out, camera at the top of his lungs, and... You know, they've got a different way to behave, right? Like, they, if there's a camera around, they're going to not do what they normally do. So, well, in this well, case, they're going to target the cameraman that yep, you're talking of about. Of course. Well, we could do this the easy way, or we could do this the hard way. Oh, boy. Officer Christopher L. Evans reportedly said, pointing to his squad car, as in the back seat, right? Mm-hmm. To, yeah. You know, either you hand vaguely this over, arrest, wanting to give a rest. Right. Either you hand the, the device over so we can take it and delete your footage, or we're going to arrest you. That was the suggestion he was making there. Yes, and this is like, here's the whole point of everything that's going on here, is that these officers were given qualified immunity, a legal doctrine that allows a slew of state actors to infringe on your rights, if the way they went about doing so had not specifically been ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court or the same federal circuit. So this is where we need uh, SCOTUS, and I, I don't really care what they say. The First Amendment's the First Amendment, and yeah. that's I would like to think that, I'm going to give the uh, SCOTUS a benefit of doubt. They just like point to the First Amendment. And that's how they should have responded. And well, why there's they no didn't reason take this to give case. them the benefit of the doubt because they specifically right. didn't take this case, so they wouldn't have to make a ruling on this question. And so, therefore, any cops that do the same exact thing in the future have no. There's no. Oh well, there's no Supreme Court ruling on this question. Well, there could have been, but they refused to hear the case. Yeah, it's fascinating, and it really, this article goes on and on about uh, what it's all about. But I, I want to read this one other part here, um, and. Uh, it, 
It's the judicial decisions, and I quote, judicial decisions are only valid interpretive source of the content of clearly established law. Whatever training the officers received concerning the First Amendment was irrelevant to the clearly established law inquiry, wrote Judge Jerome A. Holmes of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. With the high court's rejection today, that ruling will remain intact. So, yep. Yep. Not good. Yeah, it's not good. So the the moral of that story is the government does not serve its intended purpose, its stated purpose. It it's it's not doing what it tells us it does. You're not protected, and you need to go against it. And if it's against the law to point a camera at a cop, you do it anyway, and upload that film that video as fast as possible through up through a VPN to library Odyssey so it's there forever and nobody can ever take it down and nobody will ever know where it came from there's no proof make sure you get bad guys on camera even if the law says you're not allowed to get bad guys on camera the, the camera protects people and they don't like that and that's, that's why, why they don't want it there yeah, right. that's why they want to stop it they hide in the dark because they're they are not creatures of light that's why they shout out the word camera as though a guy's drawing a gun like that's it's right. that important to them yep in fact, it's even more dangerous to them. Can we just stop calling them cops and just keep, start calling them wife beaters? From There's now on? more coming up here in moments. You can uh, share your thoughts. We'll dig in deeper on Spouse this. Spouse abusers. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com free talk live this is free talk live and you can bring up what you want the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight in the studio, it's Ian, Matt, and Joa. Uh, so I finally found out that the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is actually not in federal court. I, I had been thinking this was a federal I trial. I did, too. I did, too. Uh, and you've been watching it. I have. And so a lot of the, the court, the stories that are out there, like I had to look and look and look and look. A lot of the news coverage doesn't even mention which courthouse this is taking place in, so it's not a surprise that people would have no idea. Uh, and also, just to to defend my uh, my ignorance on the issue, they're all the same to me. They're all the same. Well, one of the key differences between state and federal court is you can get a camera into a state courthouse. That's true. Uh, now, you know, you may have to ask some permission from some man in a robe first, but 
you know, even in Massachusetts, I could get a camera in there. I just had to show up an hour early, file a motion, get it heard by the judge in advance of the case. Here in New Hampshire, I could just waltz in and, you know, tell them who I am and they let me in because I'm on the the media list. Uh, Freekeen.com is on that media list. Uh, from the Supreme Court. So that's why there's a bunch of coverage of the uh, those, the Wisconsin Rittenhouse trial. So it's not like the federal government is doing something unusual and letting the media into this trial, which is too bad because I would have loved to have had that trial set some precedent to where, oh, yeah, okay, well, we do feel like letting cameras into this trial. Mm-hmm. But then everybody else, you can't even, you can't even get a cell phone into the federal courthouse they will strip you of any audio recording device laptop cell phone whatever if you try to bring it in they're going to take it from you and they'll hold it at the front do they offer any any reasoning for that no, of type of not. paranoia no. it seems it's just pure paranoia on their part it seems they just don't want their trials to be shown well the, the federal secretary wouldn't make any money for them you know having to sell off the audio recordings later on which There's i found that, a, yeah. a lot of money uh, yeah. a lot of money and the transcripts are also very expensive yeah Uh, as well so let's go to your phone calls and thoughts you can share whatever's on your mind then we'll talk more about qualified immunity in this case where a guy was stopped by the police after he recorded them beating a suspect and the cops deleted or attempted to at least delete the video from his tablet we'll talk more about that case coming up here in moments but first we go to larry he's on the line in indiana you're on free talk live larry Hey there, Mark and Ann. Mark's not here. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't been on the show for a little while because I'm under some bad conditions hey, that prevent You know, that. i got a, a laptop now, so I'm seeing something red at it. Is that Mark? Do me a favor, Larry. Back off your phone by, like, I don't know, an inch or two. You're a little bit la- okay. over, over-modulated, as they call it in the business. It's it's a little hard to understand uh, you. Uh, how's that? That's a little, a little bit better. Uh, but Mark, okay, unfortunately, well. hasn't been on the show for uh, for a little while because I'm prohibited from having contact with him under some very restrictive, arguably unconstitutional uh, bail restrictions in the uh, the Crypto 6 case, which uh, started back in March. So, uh, well, they still took my uh, YouTube channel down. I don't know what it was all about, but they went ahead and took it down. Yeah, they took ours down uh, two days ago, actually. So uh, we are currently not streaming on the Free Talk Live YouTube channel, although Aria DeMezzo's channel is still featuring us there, at least for the moment. We don't know how long that's going to last. I had about 40 Yet about uh, what? I was, yeah, it is It is hard uh, to understand uh, you, Larry. Maybe back off your phone a little bit more. You're not on speakerphone okay. or anything, are you? This better. I don't know. What what were you calling about? What was the uh, the point you were Oh, hearing? I was just calling about the COVID and the progression of the uh, sanctions that they're adding on. And they're going to be closing things down again soon. So uh, it's just like it's uh, playing by the rule book of uh, that model, uh, state model emergency health care, health emergency powers act. More governors are coming up with more dead bodies and basing their uh, state budgets deficits to collect. That's what they're doing here in my city. The more dead bodies, the more my city gets. So uh, it's morbid and it's uh, predictable. You know, I still haven't seen like the piles and piles of dead bodies everywhere. The millions and millions dead, and like you would during a real pandemic. Yeah, yeah. like I, this is not the plague I was sold, and I'm, I want to talk to the manager. Larry, thanks for the call tonight. Unfortunately, it's, it's a little hard to make out your call, but I appreciate you. Like, uh, I forget her name now. What's, who's the vice president? 
Kamala. Kamala oh Harris. God, I just I thank God I didn't remember that. But uh, she was saying that um, uh, on a speech recently that the only people that are in the hospital right now for COVID are people who gotten the shot. <laughs> it's amazing that she's even admitting it. Yeah. Wait, she admitted that? She did. She she clearly like she repeated it a couple times. Yes, this is what she said. Wow. Speaking of federal court, uh, we go to and actually it's funny. I just mentioned his uh, his trial. Chris Cantwell is on the line here, calling from uh, jail in Charlottesville. I presume, Chris, welcome back. Uh, it's good to be with you, gentlemen. I'm going to court in Charlottesville. I'm actually housed at the Central Virginia Regional Jail in Orange, Virginia. But uh, I, I take an hour car ride to Charlottesville uh, every weekday morning. We were just talking about the the, uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and I just I, I just found out it actually isn't in federal court, which explains why there are cameras and uh, video feeds of this thing. Uh, but your trial has been apparently something people could call in and listen to. For uh, listeners unfamiliar, a brief recap: Chris Cantwell is is uh, facing a civil case right now, and he was involved in the uh, the Charlottesville protests with the uh, the right wing ultra right uh, uh, Nazi. Wait a second. Separatists. Civil? And he's in jail? He's in jail for uh, some BS charges that were uh, brought against him over the last couple of years. Right. He's fa- he's now sitting out a uh, 41-month sentence for having an argument with another Nazi on a t- on Telegram. So, Chris, is uh, are you still a racist, Chris? Is it still fair to call you that? I don't know. Once I found out that Joe Biden was a racist, it kind of wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> okay. Like, oh yeah. Have you, you know, wait, wait, wait. Oh. have you seen the the the? I mean, how could you have seen the latest clip? Have you? Did you hear about what happened today? No, I was still referring to the "you ain't black" stuff from the election, and and uh, but I'm sure that Joe Biden probably messed up again sometime between that. Yeah, and wasn't now. he? Refer- did you guys see the clip where he's referring to like some old baseball player as like an old Negro or something? What? Like he- <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to pull. Wait, this. Joe Biden is not racist. He told people if you didn't vote for him, you weren't black. That's right. like opposite right. of racism, right? Right. Um, so you know, I'll find but, you it know, for you, look, Chris. Poor what? kids uh, are just as smart, just as bright as white kids. All right, and that's all that really matters. And so you know, and corn pop, you know, he was a bad dude, but that had nothing to do with his race. And so you know, but anyway, but yeah. So so basically, to the extent that you know, racism and white supremacy is just synonymous synonym for Western civilization, I, I will defend uh, I defend my way of life by any name, and I don't run from it just because people call it racist, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'd say my views on race are more nuanced than most people would gather. So, look, I mean, I don't agree with your views on race, but I do agree that you should have the right to express yourself, and that's why they put you in jail, just basically for having an argument with another jerk on, uh, on Telegram. And so that's why you're sitting in a jail cell during the civil trial, which has to do with the, the yeah. Charlottesville... We're, we're, we're not serving time for ostensibly unrelated charges, I'd be driving myself to court. I happen to be, you know, in the Central Virginia Regional Jail because I'm a federal inmate doing time for something almost completely unrelated. Right. And by the way, as you are a federal inmate, they, for whatever reason, have chosen to put you in the communications management unit, which basically means that you can't talk to anyone with the exception of, like, two quick 15-minute phone calls per week scheduled in advance. You basically can't call anyone except your mother. Uh, when you're in federal jail so or federal prison in this communications management unit. So the fact that you're actually on the Charlottesville trial means they're holding you in a normal jail, which means you can actually access the phone, and that's the only reason why we're even able to hear from you. So, uh, I mean, it's been like a week or, t- or two. You're deep into this civil trial. What's been going on? Can you give us a recap? Yeah, so 
there's a couple of recent highlights. You know, I've been making fools out of these witnesses, um, and it's driving the media insane. BuzzFeed and, and Vice and all these, you know, left-wing outlets are, like, panicking because I've turned the show and I've turned the trial into a podcast, basically, is the way they're looking <laughs> at it. And so, and some people, that, you know, radical agenda listeners are tuning in, and after I did my opening statement, somebody in the Telegram channel said, best episode of Radical Agenda ever. <laughs> and, Chris, do you have time? I know you're highly restricted in that jail. Can you uh, stand by? Yeah, sure. All right, more here if we get to get the chance. Last time we put him on hold in the jail, like put him on lockdown or something like that, so we didn't get him back. Uh, but we'll continue here. We'll get an update from Chris Campbell on the uh, the trial, the civil trial against the right wingers, the hardcore Nazi types, coming up. Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty six zero three two eight three six one six zero. It's Ian, Matt, and Joa here in the studio tonight. We're going to get back into some bad news from the Supreme Court in the U.S. Backing up the police, unfortunately. Backing up police power, their power to abuse, their power to violate your rights. We'll get back into that story, but we've got uh, Chris Cantwell on the line here calling us from Virginia. He's in a jail there as he's in a federal court now, he's not in the court because he's in jail. He's in federal prison, and they moved him out of the federal prison temporarily so he can go to this civil trial, which is basically between – it's uh, Chris Cantwell and, like, I don't know, what is it, like a dozen uh, other people are defendants in this case, Chris? There's nine plaintiffs and 24 defendants. Wow. And I am amongst the 24 defendants. And you're one of the defendants that is pro se, so you are defending yourself uh, because basically you have had your finances wiped out as a result of this particular trial, and you just have you don't have the money to uh, to afford attorneys. Although that does give you as a as a pro se person, that does give you the ability to ask questions that attorneys would probably get in trouble for, right? So you've got a little yeah, more precisely. leeway. So yeah, me and Richard Spencer are both pro se defendants in the courtroom representing ourselves in this case. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't really understand exactly what the what the rules I'm breaking are, but according to the attorneys in the room, they say that I'm being given a lot of latitude. Mm-hmm. So it's easy working out very well, uh, I think, anyway. We, we shall see how the so, jury perceives it. Let uh, me see if I can just summarize, as I understand it. The allegation in this civil trial is basically that you and the rest of these people had some sort of a conspiracy to commit violence. That's what they have to prove. And you're saying, no, I didn't even know these guys, basically, right? Right. It, well, and, and it's more specific than that. It's a, a conspiracy to commit racially motivated violence. We're actually being sued under the powers granted to the federal government by the 13th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, which outlaws slavery. And so they say that the Unite the Right rally was a violent racist conspiracy carried out by a bunch of evil white supremacists who... who who planned the violence, right? And we're saying, no, we had a permitted demonstration and a bunch of communists attacked us because they don't want us to have a public demonstration, right? And the controversy has become, you know, here's the big joke about it, okay? Because I go witness after witness, all the plaintiffs, if they come up here, they say, oh, I'm just going down there to voice my my, uh, opposition to hate and to show my support for love and goodness, right? And... There's no way that anybody I was with was in, with Antifa. None of my friends had weapons. I was just out there chanting, uh, you know, uh, all these uh, racial justice slogans. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'm like, okay, well, here's the video of you, and here's the guy with the baseball bat standing next to you, and here's the guy with the bandana over his face, right? And the thing is that they, these people keep on saying these things that are just proven untrue by the video and photographic evidence, which is stupid on their part, right? Because the thing is that the, the plaintiffs complained that we were going to put this defense on because they rightly point out that even if Antifa goes and attacks us, that doesn't give me the right to participate in a violent racist conspiracy, right? If I participate in a violent racist conspiracy and Antifa attacks me, I'm still liable for the violent racist conspiracy. You follow? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, because these people can't bring themselves to admit that there are violent criminals amongst them, they're making themselves look bad because I'm proving that they are actually amongst violent criminals. And it's, and it's destroying their case. You know, I think so. Anyway, we shall see what the, ver- the, the jury's ultimate verdict is. It's obviously up to them. Um, yeah. Now, regardless of what you think about Chris Cantwell's belief system, he should still have the right to express himself. And in this particular case, you guys went kind of above and beyond, uh, and you actually went and secured a permit for this particular protest uh, that uh, these people, you know, showed up to. Essentially, in fact, you had talked with the Charlottesville police prior to this. If is that what they're saying is the conspiracy that you asked for a permit to have this this meeting? But, but, they're, but they're trying to not pay any attention to the fact that we got a permit or coordinated with law enforcement or anything else. They're, they're trying to sort of gloss over that fact because it's an inconvenient portion of their case. But to the extent that, the extent that it is, they're calling that a strategy of deniability, mm. which is where their white supremacy expert came in today. Okay, So they had this expert witness on the white supremacist movement. Was it the Southern Poverty law, law Center? What's that? Was that the Southern Poverty Law Center representatives? Well, humorously, he doesn't work for the Southern Poverty Law Center, but the report that he issued, like nearly 100, I think 120 of the 300 citations in the report were citations of the Southern Poverty Law Center, okay? Mm. So like, he doesn't know any of us from Adam, frankly. He, he's just, he's reading our hate watch profiles from the SPLC, and he's being like, That's yep, he's a bunch of Nazis, and they do evil things. You should, you know, give, take lots of money from the guy who can't afford an attorney, basically, right? And... He, and I made this guy look like a fool today. It was really, really funny. <laughs> well, thanks for wasting their money. Uh, I wouldn't thank you for anything else, but thank you for doing that. They spent like $60,000 on this 66-page report. Incredible. To have this guy come in here and make a fool out of him. The SPLC, I think, is probably the most verifiable hate group in the United States of America. It's, it genuinely is. It's, it's, it's a monstrous group of partisan Democrat hustlers. I hate who, agreeing with you, Chris Campbell. <laughs> I, I, don't, yeah, know. Yeah. I don't like you, but I don't like what's happening to you either. It's it's garishly bad, and it could happen to anybody next. Yeah, that's well, true. You know, that, that's kind of the thing, right? H.L. Uh, Mencken said, the trouble with defending human freedom is one spends most of one's time defending scoundrels, for it is against scoundrels that uh, whom unjust laws are first aimed, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 if and if it isn't taken care of at that point, well, then you know it's then it happens get worse. to other people. And and America saw this all throughout 2020, right? We said, hey, these Antifa scumbags they attacked us, and they're just like you're a bunch of Nazis. Shut up! Don't have a rally. Well, then then they started when we got off the streets. What did they, these people do? Then they turned their Molotov cocktails and their hammers on regular citizens. That's what happened, right? And then we watched 2020 as these people looted and burned with basically a license from the state to do it, and nobody would go lock them up. Meanwhile, you know, you go, you say something uh, untoward about transgender ideology on Facebook, and, well, you gotta, you can go take a hike. Yeah, but now you're going to get banned page. on Twitter just for saying Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero. 
Some people have been yeah. getting their accounts uh, suspended for that. Now, Chris, you said that the prosecution, or I, that's not the right term, the plaintiffs uh, called a witness. So they're still calling witnesses. They haven't even rested their case yet, and we're, what, three weeks in? Well, here's the big joke. They don't want to rest their case. They want to keep their case open while we put ours on, which is the big dilemma right now. This is going to be a controversy tomorrow morning. Because I haven't been called as a witness yet, right? And if, without calling me as a witness, there's no evidence against me. Mm-hmm. They have nothing on me so far, right? And so if they rest their case right now, I could rest right now and not even... Look, I don't even have to show them my body camera video or like or testify or anything. But they don't want to... They don't want to rest their case. They want to keep their case open and then question me without limitation when I call myself as a witness. But if they don't call, if, if they're not going to call me, then I'm not, I, I don't think I should call myself. And so that's kind of the controversy right now. They, they're Chris, hoping to wrap here's... up their case in Maine tomorrow. All right. Keep us in the loop if you can. Here's a quick uh, clip for you. This is Joe Biden. Uh, you know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro <laughs> Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page. There you go. Old Joe Biden. Oh, my Biden. God, he said Negro twice. He amazing. sure did. The, ne- the Negro League. Tomorrow he's going to call him colored, probably, I think. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Care, guys. Thanks for the call tonight, man. Good luck. Uh, 603-283-6160. That's the latest Biden gaffe. Uh, it's been floating around social media here today. More coming up here in moment. 603-283-6160. You can join us on Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything here. The number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. And we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency and raise money using their own token. Intercoin has now launched its investor token worldwide. And for the first time, you can get it on a centralized exchange you can create your account over at xmarkets.com. It's exmarkets.com with just an email address so you keep your privacy intact. You can then trade dozens of different currencies, cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin. You can trade them for Tether and then use your Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision over at intercoin.org and you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Speaking of advancing the cause of liberty, Joe, you've got some sad news uh, to report here. Yeah, this is far more important than the last segment <laughs> I, I had to say that uh and uh fun spot i don't know if you guys remember going to fun spot with the maskless events who could it forget a, such a good place fun Love spot it. for listeners that don't know is uh, they claim to be the world's largest arcade oh it is yeah i've heard somebody uh, dis- disclaim that saying that there was okay. something in like okay. japan or whatever it's pretty but big it's monstrous There's i've done no some doubt. live streaming there actually that's where i met bonnie for the first time yeah yeah so it's memorable to me there's an entire but, um, bowling alley on the main floor they got mini golf yeah. mini golf oh i love fun spot 
Uh, but we have some sad news. I'm going to read the uh, the tweet that uh, Funspot put out. Uh, With sad hearts, we announced that our founder, Bob Lawton, has passed on. He died peacefully around uh, by his family. Mm. He was 90 years old. Funspot will continue to offer family fun and will now be looked after by the next generation of Lawtons. Rest in peace, Bob. God bless them all and rest in peace, Bob. Yeah, it's an amazing attraction. It's one of those things that uh, it's pretty unique to New Hampshire. It's like you're going back in time yeah. to the 1980s yeah. or the 90s oh, or whatever. And and the thing is, this guy's been, he's been running this thing for decades. Yeah. I mean, for and it really before. is a museum. Like They yeah. have like the Atari area where you can see all the Ataris Pong. from times past. They Pong. have like an Atari Saturn set up and uh, like whatever, you know, at, like the Atari 50. 5200 with the original box in the display case and it talks there's a like like a notepad that like a piece of uh, a notation that talks about what it was and how it worked and and people go there specifically to set their world records like i love playing donkey kong yep. and i love playing on the machine yep. that the world record is on and i attempt every time mm-hmm. <laughs> have you come close and i met i met the guy <laughs> really? last time uh when i met bonnie there mm-hmm. uh the world record holder was there he was there oh yep. cool yeah, I play. Um, like, I used to like to play Golden Axe as a kid, so I go yeah. into you know fun spot and play Golden Axe and they or, have that uh, one there. Contra and Su- oh god, they have everything. They have original Pong and Cuber and they Frogger have so and, many games. Yeah. It's hard to even like know which games are in there. Like, every, well, it's all there. Yeah, they they've literally they've got, got the classics every, for sure. Yes. Every single video game that's ever been is basically there. Uh, but and I wanted to mention that uh, Bob Lawton, uh, he is the reason. Why New Hampshire has the slogan "Live Free or Die"? How's that? Uh, he, uh, I guess, pushed for it years ago, and they really? adopted it. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's why he's so significant. He's. A, I think he was a libertarian. I'm pretty sure he was. And you said he had who is John Galt on the sign outside. Yeah, of you fun still spot. go by there today. It's gonna still uh, scroll through their marquee. Who is John Galt? That's fantastic. Yeah, these. Yeah, it's a wonderful guy. Cool guy, and like I remember, what Bonnie and I were there because earlier this year there were I think what was it once a month they were doing um, just kind of go go to fun spot and hang out, play some video games, and you know hang out with the maskless free, the free gatherings. People. Yeah, maskless because they were one of the sane places where you could actually choose mm-hmm. whether or not to wear a mask. And uh, and so we went there, and it was of course it's a lot of fun to to yeah. just go and check it out. But in the like the diner area or whatever the snack bar, yeah, they've got like some history, right? Like you can read about the history of the place and how he started it. He had to like get a loan from his grandma. He started it when he was I think twenty one years old. Wow. And so very, very young, like he hadn't done that much else in his life, right? Like this was his big thing that he was doing, and there were no video games at that time it was just like a different kind of games place right? ball, like, yeah. different kind of versions of it right like maybe yeah. pinball or whenever that came out mm-hmm. but uh but that's what he did was he bought like borrowed like 700 dollars from his grandmother and opened up what became fun Fantastic. spot and it literally he was 90 years old when he died so he he spent seven decades uh of his life amazing running this and arcade. the place literally is uh, an homage to fun yeah, it really is. It's yeah. got it all. Yeah, you know, like you said, ski ball, air hockey, you <laughs> yeah. know, all the, the fun stuff. I whenever I go there uh, with my girlfriend, uh, we get a large pizza, and when you get a large pizza, they give you a special token. And oh, you really? Get to exchange that for I don't know how many tokens, like fifty tokens or something like that. So it comes with the pizza. So I'm not there, there is a full bowling alley in that. Not yeah. just a bowling alley. They also have candlestick yeah. bowling, like wow. small the yeah. small balls with the the little the little pins. Uh, that's pretty impressive. I prefer the ten pin. 
I do too. <laughs> I, I I prefer regular old bowling, but but uh, what it, I like about it is you can walk in. This is what I've always done. It's I I pop a twenty dollar bill in the token machine, and then you literally you have to hold up a big ass cup to fill the thing with all these tokens, <laughs> yeah. and it's hard to spend. I mean, in within yeah. a couple hours, it's hard to go through yeah. twenty dollars worth of tokens. And that's the thing about Fun Spot. It wants you to have fun. Yeah, yeah. go I, have fun. Like I, I have so much fun. I don't. I can't use all my tokens. Actually, right. I just cleaned my car out the other you day, and some. I just oh my god, my door was full. Fun spot tokens. <laughs> this is turning into like an unpaid ad for Fun Spot. But if you're in New Hampshire, for saying. God's sake, go to Fun Spot. There's a lot to do. You know, you come up, you visit New Hampshire, you can hang out with the free staters. But if you got an extra few hours, go. head over there, have totally. to the Lakes region. You know, it's funny is go if to Laconia. You, it's go to right fun outside spot. of Laconia, and if you go up there, the thing is, if you, if you were to like Google Fun Spot and look at the videos of Fun Spot and watch them, it the videos cannot do justice to the size and scope no, of this no, it's place. Like, it's like it's multiple huge. stories. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, just big. It's I do, like a three-story. It's like right. half the size of a football field, and it's like three stories high, and right. it's a full of fun and games. I've done a full walkthrough of the place on my channel, so if you mm-hmm. want to see how big it is, I show that scope. And uh, yeah, Just go to Breaking the Flaw on YouTube or Odyssey and search for Fun Spot. Sure. Come up. Uh, if you look, I think um, it's a... Donkey Kong world record attempt. Oh, nice. And I don't nice. even get past the first screen, guys. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, check them out um, and rest in peace. And I and I hope that the family, it says the family is going to keep the dream alive. So, you know, I hope that they, uh, Good they, deal. they keep it going. Yes. I, hope, I hope that they're as libertarian as, as he was. And I think still, they are. And we still see some good stuff up on the marquee outside. <laughs> yeah. That's, maybe that's some fresh new things like Free Talk Live. Maybe. I hope they know what, who is John Galt means. I hope they understand what that means. I mean, how person. could you not? Like, if that's your Dude, there's dad. there's a lot of... There, I know libertarians who've never read any Ayn Rand before, and they don't know what, who is John Galt, the significance of that phrase is. I've never read that book either. What? I've, nope, never read it. I, Mr. I, libertarian! I, sorry, there's a lot of libertarian books out there. <laughs> now, I have read a uh, one book by her, Ayn Rand, but I was actually in high school. It was one of the required... Anthem? Books. Yeah, I was Anthem. Oh. Yeah. Anthem is a testament. It's funny. Uh, I just spent the day with a, a woman and her 14-year-old foster child, and I was surprised that there's a high school up in northern New Hampshire where Anthem is required reading, and they're talking about it in the class, and they're That's discussing it. not a surprise. It. This is New Hampshire. <clears throat> I, that is a total surprise to me. <laughs> That's public schooling. I yeah. can't believe that public schools haven't run Ayn Rand out of the public school yet, especially books like Anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that's cool about one of the other things that's cool about Fun Spot is you're you're kind of going back in time to some extent because I mean we grew up in we're all kind of the same age range within the, yeah. a decade I think of of each other and you know so we we probably went to original arcades right back in the day yeah. and they've got all the that stuff and the tickets you know you play the ski ball you get the yeah. tickets come out but then they they've got some newer kind of aspects so like they have these and maybe these aren't that new I mean I didn't I didn't spend much time in arcades in the last twenty years but no. they've got these ticket eating machines so Love you get them. the tickets that come out of the uh, the various different games and then there's like these big vending like reverse vending machines that just inhale tickets at yeah. an incredibly high rate and then they just print you out of like a little receipt yeah. and so when you go to the prize counter with all the chintzy you know cheap cheapy prizes that all these places used to have back in the day they still are yeah you just you <laughs> even just the sh- top prize isn't worth just it chintzy, but super you know garbage it but it's still fun right right you do, i mean yeah. the kids love that stuff yeah. I, I love that I, I give my tickets either way or i buy like just candy and i, I get the rest too. away yeah. i go but, to the nearest ticket eating machine where some little kid's feeding it and i just throw my tickets at the kids it's there so satisfying kids. right yeah. so yeah. just, just taking the tickets it's amazing yeah. and then you just get a little receipt and you show them that and you don't have to count the tickets very very nice so very nice kind of modern uh, twists on some classic stuff but it's mostly just classic 
facts. That's what the whole place is. There's more coming up here on uh, Bad Supreme Court Decisions on Free Talk Live. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian, Matt, and Joa. And I want to get back into the story. Joa, you brought this one in. I've got it pulled up here as well over at uh, at Reason.com. It was about a Supreme Court case. Well, actually, the lack of a Supreme Court case. The Supreme Court refused to hear a case. And whenever they refuse a case, what that does is it essentially upholds the lower court's decision. So in this case, an appeals court had made a decision about a man who says his free speech rights were violated when the cops in Denver stole his tablet under threat. Like they said, well, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way, Mm -hmm. suggesting that if he didn't hand over the tablet that they would arrest him. He gave them the tablet under threat. And then they searched it. They attempted to delete uh, the video footage from it. And he's saying, hey, you know, that's not right. You shouldn't be doing that. And the lower court, the appeals court, backed up the officers in this case. uh, And gave they were given qualified immunity. And essentially what the lower court said was, yes, they should have had qualified immunity in this case. Now, what is qualified immunity? Well, according to the Reason.com story, it's a legal doctrine that allows a slew of state actors, specifically the police and pretty much every other bureaucrat, to infringe on your rights if if the way they went about doing so has not specifically been ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court or the same federal circuit. So basically, they get to claim ignorance. They get to say, oh, did we violate your rights? Well, because these men in the robes hadn't told us that we were be- we would violate your rights if we did what we did, therefore we didn't violate your rights. I mean, even if your rights were violated, we're not responsible for it. I basically. wonder if the cops ever use their IQ as like, oh, I didn't know. Good to my IQ. Yeah. Because they <laughs> don't hire high IQs. <laughs> there are departments that actually have limits on what IQ their officers can be. Yeah, you can't be smarter than the s- smartest guy here. How would you like to go for an instant go to work for an institution that that cherishes your stupidity? <laughs> oh my god. Like <laughs> what, what that, that just knowing that there are police departments out there that hire based on stupidity. I would not be able to go to job. I don't care how stu- if I was a stupid person, I still wouldn't be able to I will go be a machinist. Or a welder or somewhere where I don't have to be a total rocket scientist. I just have to be good at my where, job. Where you can make your and, own shiny badge? I'm yeah, kidding. or you can make my own. <laughs> you know, where talents that you do have would be legitimately cherished and right. valued. And and literally their only value at the police department is that they were stupid enough to get hired. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then you wouldn't get them sweet government benefits and the That's 90% right. retirement. That's right. So or, not or, only are they stupid, they're disgusting. Or like what Manchester uh, police put in their uh, um, hiring, like they posted it uh, publicly. Oh, yeah, one of the benefits is qualified immunity. Yeah, right. No, it's not. And they had to give redact that. Well, too. that is actually a benefit. Well, I mean, I mean it's, they're being honest. It's part of policy. It's not really, right. I mean. That's a benefit. The, the benefit yeah, it is, is I mean, hey, but, guys, if you're a thug, you get to come here and be a thug, and you get to push people around, you get to beat them up, you get to steal their stuff, and you won't have any consequences for it. That's basically what they were saying, yeah. in other words. Mm-hmm. 
but what is qualified immunity? Well, it's a granular standard, according to Reason, that has seen government officials get off for assaulting and arresting a man, for standing outside of his own home, for shooting and killing a man who had been sleeping in his car. And, of course, they're linking to different stories about all of these things. Yes, yeah. For beating a man after pulling him over for broken lights, for leaving an innocent man's home in ruins after conducting a SWAT raid on the wrong house, and for stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's just a short list. This thing goes on and on. Uh, without a prior ruling with identical facts, the victims in the above scenarios were not allowed to state their claims before a jury. So the exact same case basically had to have been heard and it had to go all the way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court had to say, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys should have known better. You don't have qualified immunity in this case. So then if a case that was like that one, that was basically identical to that, gets heard at a lower court, then you can claim, oh, qualified immunity you know, should not apply, cite the court case where the Supreme Court made the decision that it shouldn't apply, and then you can actually take the case in front of a jury. So rather than hearing this new case with a cop stealing the man's uh, tablet and deleting the videos of them beating a man, which is what the guy was recording is the police beating somebody, uh, since the Supreme Court didn't take the case... They don't have to make a ruling on whether or not there was any, you know, qualified immunity in that. Particular it's quite case. sad. I, I hope uh, more people petition like this guy did uh, to get to get them to actually look at it. I mean, they can't. But they, they aren't obligated to. No, and they're and protecting the police hey, by refusing to take the case. I don't expect the government in general to be taking care of me when it comes to right. securing my rights or anything like that. That is up to us as individuals, and hopefully, a community can stand up and say no too. But I don't depend on the government to make you know to protect me and it's not their job actually the standard is particularly egregious in this case because the denver police department enacted a policy in 2007 informing their officers that the public has a constitutional right to film them on duty but that wasn't good enough according to the u.s court of appeals for the 10th circuit which ruled in march that the only permissible avenue for overcoming qualified immunity is to find that perfect court precedent Mm. and the one that favors them basically the one that's going to make them look good in the federal court, in the, in the you know that's what I look at. That they're very nitpicky until it favors them. Yeah, we're going to bring up qualified immunity, but like you know, it, yeah. they're not going to they're not going to do it in the people's favor. They don't care. The rationale for qualified immunity is that officials should be free from vacuous lawsuits and thus deserve to be put on notice as to what is and what is not constitutional behavior. See, they just can't figure it out for themselves. They have to have men in robes explain it to them. And if they haven't explained it specifically in each case, then they don't know. From the Tenth Circuit's opinion, we are deduced that an obscure court precedent, uh, that obscure court precedents are more valuable at accomplishing that end than a department's own stated policies, even though one would expect most government employees to be more familiar with the latter than the former, that is, their department's own policies. But that's not what mattered in this case. Right. Those training guidelines will now somewhat lose their force, said the attorney for the Institute for Justice. Cops have, a le- uh, have less reason to follow department policies if they know federal courts will decline to hold them accountable for breaking those very rules. In shielding a group of rogue government employees, the court inadvertently weakened the public's First Amendment rights. Ari Cohn, free speech counsel at Tech Freedom, and advocacy group focused on technology in the First Amendment, said this, quote, What's particularly stunning here is that the people who wrote the training were able to correctly synthesize the law and conclude that the officer's actions violated a constitutional right. To rule that qualified immunity protects them, even though their department correctly pieced together the clearly established law to train them that such conduct is unlawful, simply because a court 
namely the Supreme Court, hadn't ruled on that particular fact pattern is extreme judicial hubris. However, that's a very kind way to say it. The Supreme Court agreed, you know, with the lower court. They backed them up. Uh, and they mentioned the first, third, fifth, seventh, ninth, and eleventh circuits have all acknowledged a First Amendment right to film the police. Had those officers misbehaved in a location subject to one of those federal circuit courts, they wouldn't have been so lucky. And that first district is uh, the Glick decision, right? Yeah, I think Garrick also uh, had a very similar case oh, here in okay. here in New Hampshire. And while the 10th Circuit acknowledged that the Denver Police Department's training invoked a constitutional right to film the police, they danced around, meaning the court danced around, uh, coming to any conclusion on that subject. Quote, We do not consider nor opine on whether Mr. Frazier had actually had a First Amendment right to record the police performing their official duties in public spaces. Unquote. Uh, leaving officers in that jurisdiction free to violate the public's rights in the same way, again, without fear of recourse. They didn't even address the question. To, to respond to the last thing you said there, it's like they don't recognize him having the right. Well, does he have a camera and does he have a heartbeat? That is all you need. You are a living human being. Your, your rights are ordained by your birth. And we don't need no government, no constitution, nothing yep. to tell us that we have this right. It's because... You are a living, sovereign being. And there's That's a, it. And there's a reason why they didn't consider that question, because they could just say, well, qualified immunity, and we don't have to answer the other questions right. in the appeal. Because that's not their obligation. You can bring up different things in an appeal, as I understand it. I'm not an attorney. But if you bring up different points, the court can just pick one point and make the ruling based on that one point and ignore all of the other things that you brought up in that point. Oh, well, qualified immunity. So therefore, we don't have to decide whether there was a First Amendment question here. You know, I, I had a cop say to me, and this is, I recently had a trial for it, uh, but uh, I'm just too bad that he didn't get on the stand because he said, F your constitutional rights. Oh, he lost okay. his qualified immunity right there, didn't he? That's what I think, because he's all, uh, completely destroying his oath of office of who he is sure. and what he does. And I cannot believe this is not something that uh, they wanted to bring brought up, brought up in court. And there's a reason why That's I can't why really go into call it, but him, right? there's a reason why that didn't bring brought up. Mm. And we got more coming up here, and your calls and thoughts are welcome. That's not the only bad U.S. Supreme Court decision. We've got another one coming up here. Actually, a couple more decisions uh, from Reuters about... More qualified immunity, actually. And we'll talk about it on the way here. The number is 603-283-6160. They're backing up the police in excessive force cases. We'll tell you more about that in Hour 3 on the way. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings. The simple way to deal with your negative thinking the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live.
control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. We got more of the U.S. Supreme Court backing up the police accused of excessive force. So once again, Supreme Court doing its job and helping the state and running roughshod over your rights. We got more on that coming up uh, with you tonight. It's Ian. Matt. And Joa. Uh, of course, we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Whether it's uh, Kyle Rittenhouse trial, which we opened the show talking about tonight. Uh, and again, that turns out it's actually in state court, not federal court so that explains why there's so much video that you can get of this particular trial because if it was in federal court all you would get was what we got out of the uh the ross olbert trial which is like one sketch from the artist every day how ridiculous that's literally it and you all the only thing you can bring into a federal court is a pencil and a piece of paper if you're with the uh, the news media no what if laptops? i bring like two colors two colored pencils they might let you okay. i don't know if you have to get a permit for an extra color though mm. from the federal court uh we go though to uh, your calls and thoughts here we got epicurus he's on the line in new hampshire calling from i think manchester go ahead epicurus yeah thanks for taking my call um i'll keep it brief um so you guys are kind of familiar with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, right? Yeah, actually, Matt's been watching it pretty closely over the last couple of weeks. Okay. Well, I haven't, been, I haven't been watching it for about that long, but I've been watching it for a few days, and I watched uh, what happened here today. Um, I've been watching it on YouTube, the Law and Crime Network, and I think I noticed something that a lot of people aren't really talking about yet. Um so, I, so uh, the video on YouTube, it's about the two-hour and three-minute mark, two hours and four minutes, something like that. Uh, the prosecution, so I think it's about noon today. Um, the prosecution is question, questioning a, a forensics video expert from Oregon. Um, and during that time, I think the prosecutor kind of slipped up doing this. Uh, he kind of, it's not, very in, not in his best interest. But he, um, he had the forensics expert zoom in on um zoom in and play the video of what happened with kyle on the second incident that they, they're referring to with involving anthony huber and uh that guy gage grossquitz mm-hmm. um so he zoomed in as as uh, anthony huber was hitting kyle with his skateboard mm. and because he's zooming in this is the first time this is the first time a lot of people have seen this you can actually see that this guy anthony with a skateboard not only grabs Kyle's rifle, he actually, you can see, since it's zoomed in, you can see the rifle being pulled away from Kyle, which fits Kyle's testimony that he could feel the um, the sling slipping off his shoulder. Hmm. But you, you can also actually see Kyle sliding on the ground because there's this guy, uh, Anthony Huber, is pulling him with so much force, you could see Kyle actually just completely sliding sideways. I did not get to see that. I was driving when I was watching it, so I didn't get to see that detail. I wish I had now that you're talking. I have it up on my phone right now, but I don't know how long it's going to be. But Okay, so Kyle was. uh, So this guy was trying to take Kyle's rifle from him and dragging Kyle via the rifle, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think it. I mean, it's absolutely 100% clear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe is showing it on his phone right now. Yeah, he's getting pulled around. Look at that. Yeah, so it, it it it's I mean it's un, it's unequivocal to me now that now that we can zoom in um, because this forensic expert is able to do that. Um, you could see, I mean, it's obviously the, the guy 
had his rifle. And to me, it's unequivocally obvious that, I mean, the, that it was completely justified for, for Kyle to shoot this guy who was, mm-hmm. who had just hit, struck him in the head and was pulling <sighs> his rifle so hard that he was dragging him across the street. Wow. That said, now that we're talking about it and I, as a gun dude, I have to, I just want to get on my soapbox a little bit about buying cheap equipment for your, for sure. your, for your loadouts. People don't buy. Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse said that they stopped at a local sporting goods store and bought cheap slings. Please don't buy cheap slings. The sling is an important part of the gun. If you're gonna buy a, buy a Blue Force Gear Vickers sling or something, it's forty bucks and worth every single penny. They're not cheap. Buy good contact points for the gun. Make sure that gun. Make sure you can be pulled around by the gun and not have it leave your body. You don't want that thing breaking off the gun and and somebody else getting your gun. You should be able to hang off a mountainside by that sling. <laughs> so that's a, uh, that's a, that's a good point. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say. I just want to mention that because I don't think a lot of people have saw that. No, that, that was detail. a great observation. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. That's really interesting. I want to. I'm going to rewatch that as soon as the show's over tonight. I'm going to go do that. Thanks, Epicurus. Anything else you want to share? That's it. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Again, open phones here. You can bring up what you want. So the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Let's talk to Doc calling from an undisclosed location. Uh, surrounded by cats. Go ahead, Doc. Good morning, oh, You sound very far away, uh, Doc. I don't know what happened to your call. You were very clear earlier when I screened the call. Are you still with us? I sure am. All right, I'm going to have to put you back on hold because it yeah. is no good. Can, for, we can hardly hear her. Yeah, no no good for uh, for putting on the air. So we'll try her again here uh, in a little bit. 603-283-6160. Uh, so another Supreme Court case, this story from Reuters, I've been holding on to this for a couple of weeks since you brought one in, Joe, tonight, I figured we'd follow up with some more sure. bad news, uh, where the Supreme Court recently in October signaled it is not retreating from its inclination to grant qualified immunity to police accused in lawsuits of using excessive force, ruling in favor of the officers in two different cases. One from California, another in Oklahoma. The justices overturned their lower court's decisions, allowing a trial in a lawsuit against officers Josh Gardner and Brandon Vick over the 2016 fatal shooting of a hammer-wielding man in Taliqua, Oklahoma. They also overturned a lower court's decision to deny a request by police officer Daniel Rivas-Villegas for qualified immunity in a lawsuit accusing him of using excessive force in 2016 while handcuffing a suspect in Union City, California. The brief rulings were unsigned, with no public dissents among the justices in the cases. Both decided without oral arguments. So the Supreme Court didn't even want to hear from the defense in this case or in either case, the qualified immunity defense protects police and other government officials from civil litigation, permitting lawsuits only when an individual's clearly established constitutional or statutory rights have been violated. The rulings indicated that the justices think lower courts are denying qualified immunity immunity too frequently in police excessive force cases, having previously chided appeals courts on that issue in recent years. So the Supreme Court is saying to these courts, hey, you guys are taking away qualified immunity too often. You courts are actually allowing police in some cases to be sued. And we, the Supreme Court, are saying you shouldn't be doing that. You need well, to grant our officers qualified immunity every time. So you're saying even when they're uh, obviously clearly stating and whatever like that they're violating your rights. Like like that officer said to me, "F the Constitution." Yep. 
That is clear violation of their oath in what they're doing, and they're just blatantly ignoring the law, and they're not, and the Supreme Court doesn't want to hear these things. So, like, you have to use certain procedures. You, you have to follow the policy. You got to, you know, you swear an oath to the Constitution. Time to man up and face the music. Come on, Supreme Court. We I need would you. argue. What did you say earlier? You said that uh, you know an officer who says something like that's in, in violation of their oath. I would say, an, if it's an officer who's in violation of their oath to an extent where they're saying f the, your constitutional rights, I would say that makes them no longer an American. Mm. I, I would say that yeah, they're enemy. Agent. I would their say duty to office an, is completely of eroded. The people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think any any police officer that uh, is using excessive force or anything like that, move to North Korea. I'll pay for your plane ticket. Lawyer in uh, the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, Chris Kennett, said, quote, these are not the actions of a court that is likely to end or seriously reform qualified immunity. In 2020, Reuters revealed how qualified immunity with the Supreme Court's continual refinements has made it easier for police officers to kill or injure civilians with impunity. Mm. In the Oklahoma case, police responded to a complaint by the former wife of the slain man, Dominic Rollis, that he was inebriated and in her garage. Officers told the man that they were there not to arrest him, but rather give him a ride out of there, according to court papers, but he refused to go with them. A lower court found the officers then advanced on Rollis, prompting him to back up and grab a hammer that he held above his head and refused to drop. We'll tell you more about the story coming up here in moments, and your calls and thoughts are welcome. Our number is 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. Yeah! Yep, it's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. We're talking about the police getting away with murder and having the Supreme Court back them up. In fact, the Supreme Court overturning lower court decisions saying, yeah, the police should be able to be sued in a couple of cases we're talking about. We'll share more with you about those. Uh, and, of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome. The number is 603-283-6160. I mean, it's almost impossible to find examples of cases where the courts actually allow police to be held to the standard of, you know, actually being facing some sort of a, a trial, facing some sort of consequences for their actions. Almost never that the cops face consequences for their actions. But yet, there were a couple of cases, one of them in Oklahoma. In, in my case, I'm just going to say, like, they, they totally prevented things from coming up in my case. Absolutely. Now, which case uh, was that? This was uh, my Worcester arrest uh, when they muscled me out of the police station, threw my phone, told me to go get it. Right. And I got arrested for trespassing when I went to go get it. <laughs> yeah. And I got punched in the chest while and handcuffed. Yeah. Yeah. And that case, what's the status of it right now? Um, well, they went from uh, criminal. This is last minute. We I waited two years for a jury trial. And last mm-hmm. minute, they changed the criminal charges. Uh, disorderly conduct and trespass to civil charges. Who even knew that they could do that? I've never I, even heard of that before. Common law in Massachusetts, I guess, they can <laughs> get away with this stuff. And because I did this, I couldn't have a couple witnesses on the stand. I just got the testimony from the arresting officer, which he admitted on the stand that uh, my trespass charge really shouldn't have been really stuck. He didn't admit like that, but it was more like he found out later that I was ordered to go get my phone over there. So I would never have gotten the trespass or the disorderly if they hadn't. if Yeah, and the judge didn't care. He just ruled against me, railroaded the whole case. So you lost, quote-unquote, the civil case. Yeah, 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 I did. And uh, 
It's just uh, is that, that mean you I don't have to pay them now? I have no mean? fines. Uh, I do have. Um, it's not going to go against my Corey check and that sort of thing. But um, if you know, I do have a record in Massachusetts because of this, and it's blighted. As in, they put a little description about it, and it's making me sound like I'm anti-cop or something. And this is absolutely grotesque what they're doing. And uh, you're just pro accountability. Right? Absolutely. No, yeah. oh, the judge. Oh, the judge. Completely brought up facts that didn't matter. Didn't bring up the facts that did matter. Mm. I got railroaded. Absolutely railroaded. But there's no fine. No, nothing. Isn't no. that normally what happens in a civil case? Is there some sort of monetary damages that are issued to the uh, the winning party? I, nothing. It was a fascinating. That's I, weird. I, I don't even think these can be considered. How, how can you get? How can you get trespass and uh, disorderly? Uh, criminal charges reduce the civil. These are not understand. civil charges. It makes any no, it sense at all. It sounds Crazy. really kangaroo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the they they did this to everyone else that was about to have jury trial this day. There was five cases. Weird. They were ready to pick jury trials, and they just basically either like you know verbally muscled them out and made them sign agreements. I would not back down, and because I would not back down, they lowered the charges to civil, and that way I couldn't have no my jury. day in court. No jury. You got civil. it. All right, we're going to continue. We'll tell you more about what happened with the Supreme Court uh, basically backing up violent cops who killed people. But uh, let's first go. We're going to give Doc another try here. She called in from another line. Uh, Doc, are you with us? Yep. All right. And audible. We got you now. Go ahead. What's on your mind tonight? Cool. You will not win. Huh? What does that mean? I think that I'm... (laughs) something that i am not who who will not win evil incarnate okay yeah so a few nights ago i tried to call in my friend aria tried to piece it together at the time of this broadcast my friends in New Hampshire, who I want here, who serve true team freedom, who are listening in, who are tuned in, who hear my words and hear my passion. Friends, I don't know if Aria is dead or alive. Huh? I don't know if the dude I'm, a, I'm a, a, in love with is dead or alive. What is that supposed to mean? I mean, I just... <laughs> LRN.FM. The reason why we dropped your call earlier this week. <laughs> oh, she swore earlier this week? <laughs> yeah, too? she said the S word uh, earlier this you know, week. I'm giving you permission to speak on your show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, I appreciate that. Uh, the number here is 603 283 6160. Yeah, you can't say those words. We are a radio show, we're doing a broadcast. Which means the F word, the S word. Was that who I think it was? Was that what what's a, what's going on there? I, I don't know. Don't know. Uh, 603-283-6160. Whoever she is, she's she's got a difficulty expressing herself. She kind of you know gets a little bit lost in whatever it is she's trying to say. She does so. seem passionate. I'll give her that. Yeah, and definitely just, passionate. I would say you know whatever is bothering you, focus that energy into something good. Hopefully. Uh, so back to the story here from Reuters about the two Supreme Court cases where they backed up the police. They overturned lower courts that had said that the police in two cases of violence, police violence, that these lower courts said, yeah, these officers, they don't deserve qualified immunity for what they did. 
and the Supreme Court says, oh yeah, they do. Case overturned. And uh, so here, here's a quick summary from Reuters of these cases. Oklahoma, you got a man who is drunk in a garage of his ex-wife. She calls the cops on him. Cops there tell him, okay, we're not going to arrest you. We only just want to give you a ride out of there. He refused to go with the police. They refused to accept their ride. A lower court found the officers then advanced on the man, prompting him to back up and grab a hammer that he held above his head and refused to drop. When... Uh, the man appeared to raise the hammer further. Two of the officers fired multiple times, killing him. A third officer had decided that the situation called for him to go, quote, less lethal by putting his firearm in his holster and instead using his stun gun. So one of the three officers on the scene had some level of sanity and figured, oh, this guy's just drunk. I don't need to shoot him to death. But the other two shot him to death. Uh, Rollis's estate sued the two cops who shot him, accusing them of using excessive force in violation of the U.S. Constitution's Fourth Amendment prohibition on unreasonable searches and seizures. The police said they used the force because they feared the man would charge at them or throw the hammer. The Denver-based Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals in 2020 denied the officers qualified immunity, finding that they may have unjustifiably escalated the situation. Gee, you think? They did close in on the man uh, in this particular situation. And uh, we've seen plenty of cases where the police seem to be trained to escalate situations rather than de-escalate. Oh, absolutely. Them. And, uh, you know, I believe that if, it doesn't matter who they are, if it's police or not. And I don't, I don't like violence in general. But if people are coming onto your property illegally, you have the right to defend yourself. And for him raising that hammer or whatever This may happened, not have been his property. Uh, that's not clear in this, okay. in this story. Well, he has the but right they to told his him life. They, were, they told him they were just offering him a ride. Yeah. Right? And he was like, no, thanks. Mm. I'm fine. Just drunk yeah. in this, no, this go garage. Away. Right. <laughs> You know? Go away, I don't want your ride. Right. You know? The Supreme Court declined to decide, quote, whether recklessly creating a situation that requires deadly force can itself violate the Fourth Amendment, instead saying that no prior case had clearly established that the officer's actions were illegal. And in the other case... Hey, well, slavery was legal, guys. It sure was. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything you want. We'll tell you a little bit more about the second of these two excessive force cases. The Supreme Court backed up the police and said, no, no, it's fine. You can kill these guys. You have no liability for your actions. Nutty. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. You can bring up what's on your mind. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Open phones, as always. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Tonight, it's Ian, Matt, and Joa. We're going to continue talking about the uh, U.S. Supreme Court backing up the cops, which is basically their job. It's very rare that they will actually make a ruling in favor of freedom. 
or in favor of the individual, in favor of individual rights. No, they're backing up the police saying, yeah, you guys can shoot and, you know, kill a drunk man in a, in a garage who simply held a hammer over his head, even though you were the ones that uh, advanced on him, even though you closed in and forced him to feel like he was being threatened because you had guns drawn on him. There really is no separation between the executive branch and the judicial branch. No. The, three, the three branches of government in general are basically a facade. Yeah, the, the whole that's idea that there's a check glob. and balance between there is them not. is ridiculous. It's one big glob. They're all yeah. homies. They all hang out. Well, they're you know, I don't know if I can say it. They're circle... And yeah, yeah, pleasuring, pleasuring, <laughs> circle pleasuring Circular, themselves circularly. <laughs> uh, so we got more here on this story, and also I do want to say thank you to Chris Larue, who is a Free Talk Live Diamond Level uh, new Free Talk Live Amps member. He's over on our new Patreon that we launched a couple of weeks ago. So thank you, Chris, for joining the new Amps program. You can do that over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's A M P S dot freetalklive.com and you can sign up there and get some perks get some benefits uh that uh, that we appreciate you for doing and one of those things we'll give you a shout out on the air you don't have to use your real name by the way patreon lets you put in a like a screen name or a username so if you don't want us to say your real name you can just put in whatever you want us to say which is pretty cool so check it out amps.freetalklive.com so there are two cases that the supreme court accepted i remember earlier we were talking about a case that the supreme court rejected because they didn't want to have to hear this case the the lower court uh ruled in the favor of the police so the the supreme court said all right well fine the lower court ruled in favor of the cops being awful and in this case it was stealing a camera from a man and trying to delete his footage they didn't though of them beating a man and so the Supreme Court said, well, we don't, we don't need to hear this case because the lower court ruled how the Supreme Court wanted them to. But in these two cases where the cops hurt and or killed people, the Supreme Court, the lower courts actually ruled against the police. They ruled that the police could be held liable, in theory, for these actions. And so the Supreme Court took the cases on, reversed the lower court decisions, and went in favor of the cops. The second case— scary is the California case. The justices ruled in favor of the cop in this particular case. cop's name was Rivas Villegas. This case involved the arrest of a man named Ramon Cortes Luna at his home. The officer, Rivas Villegas, used his foot to push the man down and then pressed his knee into the man's back while another officer handcuffed him. The San Francisco-based 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals had ruled that the man... His excessive force claim could go to trial, so he's not dead, thank goodness, uh, noting that the suspect had been prone and not resisting. So the Circuit Court of Appeals said, hey, this guy, he was down. He wasn't resisting you. You could have just handcuffed him. You used excessive force against him. This can go to trial. Supreme Court said, no, it can't. Unbelievable. Yeah. So there's your uh, actually your totally, believable. Yeah. totally believable. Totally. That's where we're at. Oh, I believe it. I believe that there is this wave going in the opposite direction of our freedom. Yeah. Slowly but surely. And this is a, this is a reason why we need to get out of the United States. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. We need New Hampshire independence and we can just give the federal government the big middle finger. Right. Now, that's not to say that the New Hampshire Supreme Court is any better no, no, yeah. than the federal Supreme Court, but at least here... We have some accountability. At least here, you can know where these people live. Now, I'm not saying, you know, violence is the solution. In fact, I want a peaceful uh, independence movement. But we have protested out in front of the governor's house here. 
And we've protested in front of the attorney general's yep. house here in New Hampshire. And I couldn't tell you where the Supreme Court of New Hampshire or the, the, the United States lives or where the attorney general of the United States lives. And how much money would it cost to go to their house? Who the hell knows? Thousands of dollars. If you went anywhere near it, you'd probably be carted off by yeah. a, you know, you'd get black bagged in a heartbeat. Probably. Right here in front of the attorney general's house. It's a few, a uh, few yokels from the Hinsdale Police Department or something like that or whatever <laughs> they come out. You know, it's or, no big. Is that attorney gets, general lives in, lives in no, Hinsdale? No, it wasn't Hinsdale. It was uh, Hillsborough, which oh, Hillsborough probably oh, worse. That's why the More Hillsborough Central. police are yeah, so bad. They're bad. They are bad. <laughs> Hinsdale's an interesting but choice. But they were on their best behavior when with us because we had video cameras. Right. So it t- completely changed how they handled that I situation. I like to think the camera puts cops in check. It certainly does. Unless, of course, they are totally out of control and willing yeah. to steal your camera and smash it on the ground mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Or use physical intimidation like yeah. uh, our friend Dick Tracy did the other day. Dick mm. Tracy, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about old Dick? Sure. I, I mean, this is possible voter uh, law violation uh, to the person who you file complaints to about voter violations. He works for the Justice Department. That's right. He's a in, literally the investigator for the Justice Department. One of them. They got a few. Yeah. Uh, is actually named Richard Tracy. No Stop. joke. Seriously. Yep. Oh my God! Yeah. Yep, and I had uh, I saw him like a couple days before, and uh, and then he just runs into me, and he already knew my name apparently, which I was like, oh, oh how'd you know researching. that? Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, I hope you're watching my videos. He's detecting. Yeah, and uh, so I, I went to a uh, polling station. I actually went to six uh, polling stations for the election the other day. Right, and you had no issue at any of them except or until this one. So you'd already gone to a few of them, right? Well, uh, the issue is a little bit more predominant at this one i did have mm-hmm. one other issue but uh, the police corrected the moderator and they never showed up like mm-hmm. you said they would and i even clarified with the police they're fine but th- this particular location i think it was ward three i'm not sure mm-hmm. uh in manchester uh and uh the moderator uh didn't like me being there you just walked in with a video camera yeah. into what is ostensibly a public area correct and the, the you know the moderator was saying i gotta go to the observation area and i believe that anywhere that like there wasn't the guardrail according to the rules which i read the rules mm-hmm. uh, and i established that there was a guardrail kind of set up and like there's tables kind of blocking away um and um yeah uh, uh, I guess long story short, uh, Dick Tracy. Yeah, this is like a two-hour long was, video. Yeah, he was being very crass. You say it was very entertaining. I really oh, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bonnie and I were watching it a couple nights ago. Yeah, the, you know, Dick Tracy was being very crass, and he tried to walk in my path once, and I was like, "Look, if I stop right now, you're not you're going to stop. You're not going to walk into me." And he's like, "Yes," and I was like, "Stopped." And I, I did that right before I'd go into the observation area, which is like around a corner and you can't observe anything they're doing. Mm-hmm. So how is it ob- observation area? Uh, it's just a joke. But um, I, I eventually after his... Well, it didn't seem like it was around a corner to me. There it kind of is. It's like a wall sitting. separator there. Was there? I yeah, yeah. That. You can't see what any of them are doing, which is mm-hmm. like, you know, unless you're a challenger, you can't actually see anything that's happening. It was really inter- entertaining because before Dick showed up, uh, they actually had like the city clerk That's himself right. came in because yep. he's the guy that runs Matt. the whole thing, right? Like the <laughs> in cities in New Hampshire, it's the city clerk's office that runs the elections section or whatever. Mm. And, and he, so he this was guy, very crass himself. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets up in your face. Yep. You know, he closes whatever gap because it's always funny. When, and you've I'm sure seen this a million times, but I've certainly done my share of recording. And anytime somebody comes up and accuses you of like getting in their face, they always are the ones that. 
come up yeah. close to you. They're always the ones that close whatever gap yeah. there is. I've respected the rules completely, and uh, I guess uh, they came up with an article uh, saying that I'm being investigated by the Attorney General. I don't think they are anymore yeah. uh, because I didn't do anything wrong. I'm sure no, they, they reviewed it. they would have arrested you by now. Right, right. And they, what, what they were doing was what they were doing was against the law mm-hmm. uh, that I wasn't able to see the number count of how many people voted. And I think that's, that's public that information. That's the media records all the time. Absolutely. How do they get this on the news and they can give right. you updates on how many people voted and such? And, and I, I was I made sure I got it at least once and I didn't go like past this so, uh, invisible guardrail um, until I saw that there was no one voting. So I didn't go into that area. I put my camera down. You can see that in the feed. I, I walked over and I just like they were actually the former Democratic Party chair or head uh, was blocking me <laughs> from seeing the voter count. Shocker. Uh, I'm not surprised, but um, shocker. Just the behavior of these bureaucrats is absolutely ridiculous. It's completely anti-independent yeah. media. Because yep. if you'd been WMUR nine, they'd have taken your hand and given you a tour around the whole room. Absolutely. Get you a cup of yeah. coffee. And here, have a sandwich. One last thing is, I went down to the D- uh, DOJ AG's office and I filed a complaint against Dick Tracy for oh. physical intimidation and being crass. I bet that's going to go right in the circular file. Yeah, no, I, I believe it's going to go right to the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. 603-283-6160. We got time for you if you want to jump on the lines here. 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. 603-283-6160. Got enough time for you. Maybe if you get on the line right now, the number again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Matt. And Joe. And if you want to check out Joe's video where he's at this uh, polling location, head over to Breaking the Flaw. There's a Odyssey channel and a YouTube channel. Uh, and what is it called? Do you remember what that video? Um, well, was I called? did an update on it, so you'll see like Attorney General investigating me, or the it would be the polling station part two from like what last Tuesday? Yeah, last week. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check that out. Pretty entertaining. You get to see uh, old Dick, the uh, Dick <laughs> Tracy. Literally, that's his name. He's the investigator who I who I had an encounter with a decade ago at the uh, the Justice Department. Still hasn't changed his name. He was born with that name. Oh presumably. my God! I would probably try to. <laughs> I, you know what? I bet he was the first person in the state to buy an Apple Watch when, when they came I, out. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> When uh, when I encountered him, the the name no, no joke. Some of this stuff you just can't make up. Like re, the city manager in New, in uh, Keene, New Hampshire's name is Dragon. I know. Uh, and <laughs> then the uh, the attorney general. This is not the current attorney general's name, but at the time when I first met Dick Tracy, mm-hmm. the attorney general's name. No joke, Richard Head. Stop! I'm not kidding. I'm not. Kidding. I can't take this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. For real. This is, oh man. You can't make it up. Oh my god. All right. So we go back to uh, your calls and thoughts here. Uh, let's talk, Thomas. He's listening in uh, California to K Talks. Go ahead, Thomas. Hey, good enough. Uh, I was thinking uh, about judges you uh, mentioned. Why don't we hold them to the same standards that we all live up to? Uh, how are you going to do you that? Know, put him in jail. 
if they uh, break the law. Well, why would the police, who the judges are upholding and backing up on their violence and their illegal unconstitutional acts, why would the police turn against any judge and right. put them in jail? Yeah, good question. <laughs> I, I got hit with a face full of something right there. No, good thing you a, can't smell that. So that's what a light bulb sounds like when it goes on. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas, for the call tonight. Let's go to a different Thomas. This one's calling from Keene, New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. I think this is the one from the jail paper Keene. Go ahead, Thomas. Hi, Jeff. How's it going, sir? Thanks for having me on the air tonight. You sound way more sober than the last Thomas that called in a moment ago. Go ahead. <laughs> I know, but I'm getting there. I have about five or six drinks on deck. But uh, I promise to behave. I promise to stay within the confines of my good conduct uh, bond. But I had cold tonight because I actually want to confess a conspiracy. Really? Let's have it. It's a a conspiracy that you guys may be interested in. Okay. Now, I'm armed with a strategic reserve of about 15 pounds of chalk. (laughs) And what I'm working on is that this week, I will be getting a permit by tomorrow to chalk a specific area of the city of Keene, New Hampshire, of anti-mayoral statements about cutting out smoking in a bar. Hold on, a, hold on a second. You, you, a permit? You don't get a permit well, for yeah. chalking? Technically, right now, Ian, I'm on bond. Oh. If I catch one more violation and don't get a permit, I'm going to jail. Well, now, wait a minute. Is there such a thing as a permit for chalking? I mean, where do you get that permit? What I'm going to do is this. Technically, the city of Keene knows that I do protest against a local homeless shelter referred to as Hunter Nights Mm -hmm. on every Friday between 5 and 7. But the only problem is, is that every time I do it, I catch a mysterious code that I don't need to repeat, but it's a mysterious or town ordinance violation that if I get one more of them while I'm on ROR bond for my court violation for stalking, mm. I'll go directly to jail. Uh-huh. So I'm going to talk other people into doing it for me. <laughs> so so therefore, it's a conspiracy because a conspiracy. other people are involved. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, you were nice enough in 2018 to give me about 20 pounds of chalk. I used about <laughs> five. I've weighed it. I have about 14 and a half pounds. I'm going to the city of Keene, and they're going to be in a nightmare, but you'll, you'll enjoy it. It's, it's going to be beautiful. Well, just FYI, it's supposed to rain tomorrow, mm. so that chalk will well, get washed right away. Like, Yeah, but that's, that's excellent, because then they can't say that it's, you know, basically the last time, gentlemen, they brought what looked like a small bulldozer and a 300-gallon water tote to be able to use a water hose to get rid of all my chalking against the mayor, George Hansel, and pro-area, pro-Boston Parisi, pro-Jody Newell slogans of people that the mayor doesn't wow. like. Well, if you stand yeah. on the chalk and they try to wash it off while you're standing there, you could get them for assault. Dude, I love that. I might lay down. I might like, <laughs> take a nap with a rabbit. Hey, I'll draw I a chalk a outline of you uh, while you're laying <laughs> down. Yes, I love it. I can do that. But no, I, I'm glad you guys didn't have me on, but I only have a little battery, but I look forward to talking and telling you about my public confession of conspiring to chalk. Can I love this. I love this. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Thomas. Fantastic. People can check you out at thejailpaperkeen.com. You post some of your videos there, and I appreciate the call tonight. Thank you. Thanks for the call. I love activists like that. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, he's not even he's not even a free stater. He's just a local. That's activist. even better. Yeah, he's just God a local, bless his soul. He's just a local police accountability guy. See, we yeah. have those here. Yep. If you move to New Hampshire, 
There's already some of those here who aren't even, they were born here. Actually, he wasn't born here. He uh, came well. from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's great. You know, he gets out there and, and he does his yeah, thing. thank and, you. Yeah, thanks for your service. Uh, so the number here is 603-283-6160. There was a, like a whole war on chalk several years ago. Oh, yeah, I remember here. Mariah. She paid, she did those beautiful murals, those big chalk murals. They came away like, Absolutely scrubbing them off. Absolutely incredible murals. Mm, incredible. And a lunatic, a local lunatic guy yeah. actually lived in originally from Massachusetts, uh, came up every single day. We called him Boston Strong because the very first time <laughs> He was in the the park. So here in Keene, there's this, what they call Central Square. It's kind of like the the center of downtown. It's where everything happens, protests and right. you know weddings and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where the chalking was was primarily going on. And so this local crazy, uh, this local plumber guy comes by and starts erasing, like getting a bucket of water from the park uh, water fountain or whatever the the you know sculpture that they have there and yeah. just starts washing away this chalk so he had a boston strong shirt so we started calling him boston strong turns out the dude lived four houses away from this <laughs> studio yeah and was absolutely obsessed with the free staters and the liberty activists here in town mm-hmm. started to come to this park every single day twice a day because he'd go like for his plumbing job, you got to get up early for that kind of work, right? Yeah. Like, so he's getting up at six or five or whatever the hell time he got up. He'd get in his his truck and head down to Massachusetts for the day, wherever his jobs were. But before he'd leave Keene, he'd <laughs> go straight to the park, get out of his truck, go check uh, check the uh, Central Square for any chalkings, oh, and remove them. Yeah, didn't their and house then, get put up for sale for like did. tax? Um, he never paid it. He didn't pay his mortgage at some point, so it got repossessed. Uh, but uh, so then he'd come back after he got off of work. So let's say he gets off of work at four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. He's coming home. So end of the day, before he goes home, he stops back by the park to make sure that no one had chalked something during the daylight hours, and he removes any uh, any wow. chalk. I, I got a uh, chalk story for you. Yeah, yeah. So I was chalking. Uh, this was the first day of uh, Occupy down in Providence, Rhode Island at Burnside wow. Park. And it was, it was ten years ago. Okay. Yeah, I was chalking on the ground, and uh, the next day I offered my chalk to everyone there. Like we should spread our message everywhere out throughout the city, mm-hmm. throughout the city. And um, I put it. I just left it there on the statue, the Burnside uh, statue. And then um, I went to go back to see if my chalk was like being used or whatever. Uh, it was stolen, and it was donated <laughs> to a childcare facility. And I confronted the guy that admitted to me that he stole it and gave it away. Uh, and that that guy is very violent. He actually stole a Gatson flag, which is ironic too. And mm. um, he vandalized all my Ron Paul signs that were there. And they, they also put on the internet, like, because I chalked like at the base of the statue, which is like easily washable. It's not, it's like concrete. Sure. Uh, they said that I was uh, vandalizing the statue, yet someone came back the next day and started spray painting the statue. So now it looks like <laughs> I spray painted the statue. Oh my God. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, this guy later on got arrested. Oh, there's there's a great video of him online getting tackled by province police. Did he, they charge you for that? No, for I didn't the so-called vandalism? No, no. This is just their claim they put oh, out there okay. on their Occupy okay. site. Because uh, they have done that. There was the Chalking yeah. 8 uh, in Manchester, New Hampshire, <laughs> back during the War on Chalk. The War uh, on Chalk. I forgot where, all about the War on Chalk. Yeah, where they actually arrested uh, Damo Freeman from Cop Block, oh, and yeah. uh, some of the Keen activists had gone out yep. there. Kate, uh, they got arrested for chalking outside of the uh, the Manchester Police uh, Department. So sometimes they will charge you hmm. uh, for that stuff, even yeah. though it's completely washable. You know, somebody in our chat yeah. room on uh, Aria's 
YouTube channel is claiming vandalism is wrong. This isn't vandalism. This is expressing yourself in a temporary artistic, you know, measure. One rain, one light rain, and it's gone. It's gone. Yes. But they act like, oh my God, we had to get the fire department out with the blasting hose to get rid of it. You know, it's ridiculous. Thanks for wasting our resources, right? Yeah. Uh, so, out of time for tonight. Back tomorrow. You can join us online. In the meantime, head over to freetalklive.com. Grab archives, podcasts, more all there. And check out Breaking the Flaw on YouTube and Odyssey for more of Joa. Thanks, Ian. Peace. So, the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand it's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist, libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing to be able to move to a place where other people like, passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com, 101reasonsfilm.com.